With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I want to say thank you to the Iowa Pork Producers for coming on and being a sponsor of the Hawkeye Nation podcast. The Iowa Pork Industry, including production, processing, and packing, provided more than 141,000 jobs in 2015. That's about the total combined populations of Ames, Ankeny, and Coralville, with nearly 52% in production. And the pork industry contributed over $750 million in state and local taxes in 2015. Iowa, get this, Iowa produces a third of the hogs raised in the United States and is the nation's leader in pork production and more than 90% of Iowa's hog farms are family owned. So thank you to the Iowa pork farmer. Thank you to the Iowa pork consumer. Visit their website at iowapork.org. Podcast. I'm John Miller, along with Wolfgang, which means we're likely talking Iowa basketball. We are not that Wolfgang can only talk Iowa basketball. Those of you in the Des Moines area have heard him on the radio quite a bit over the course of the last year, and you know he's multi-talented. But he and I share a passion for basketball, and uh, probably the only people podcasting uh, an instant reaction podcast following a. Uh, a game against Alabama State. I almost called it an exhibition game. It felt like one. 92-58. And I think that as both of us have watched each of these first two games against Alabama State and Chicago State, this will be more of a probably a thematic conversation than specific to the game that just took place today. You know, I tweeted something out, Wolfgang, um, late in the afternoon today as it was really difficult for me to stay focused on that game. It's just such a a blowout. But, you know, I'm not a big fan of playing teams ranked in the RPI 300-plus teams. I'm not not a big fan of playing RPI 200-plus teams. But Iowa's first three games are against RPI 300-plus teams. So certainly Ken Pomeroy 300-plus teams out of 351. They kill your RPI. But for this Iowa team, as deep as it is, um... I think the only silver lining can potentially be is Fran McCaffrey is getting an opportunity to play everyone, literally everyone, and to use a number of a number of different lineups on the floor at the same time. I mean, I think you had Wagner and Garza and Cook or Nunji on the floor at the same time. I mean, he's able to just mess around with a few things and it's probably not a bad thing considering he still doesn't know exactly what that rotation is going to wind up being or how many. So I don't know. I mean, if Iowa winds up on the bubble and misses the tournament, then we can come revisit this. But No, John, John, you can't revisit that. You actually have to talk about that now. You have to be ahead of the game. That's well, yeah, ridiculous. Well, yeah. 
That could be a problem, a big-time problem if the experts, John, again, we I, at least I'm not going to pretend to be an expert. I love college basketball. Not going to pre- pretend to be an expert, but the experts that I have listened to, the guys that I have respect, are saying and actually looking at our schedule because they think we're good, John, but if you look at our schedule, it's a problem. It is. I'm going to pull it up here real quick. Um, you know where I'm going. I'm going to go to my man, KenPalm.com, uh, to take a look at... Oh, Love him. Yeah. Iowa started the day 54th. Um, Alabama... Okay, so again, for you not for you listening at home or your car, wherever you're listening, there are 351 Division One teams. Chicago State is ranked 334. Alabama State, 339. Mm. Grambling State, which is Iowa's opponent Thursday, worse than both of these, 345. And if you play teams worse than 200, it's very disadvantageous to your RPI. So those are your first three games. Mm -hmm. And then you get Louisiana Lafayette uh, out of the shoot at the Cayman Islands, I believe. (laughs) Now, they're, they're 108. That's, that's great, John, isn't it? Uh-huh. Hunter Nathan, we're just like, this is joy, joy, joy. I mean, we got a chance here now with our schedule. Hunter Nathan, listen to you, John. No, no, but but like, you know, Tim Miles, when he his stop before Nebraska, dude, dude knew how to game the RPI. You play teams that are like 175 to 200, and you beat them, and it, it gives you RPI juice. When you play and beat teams worse than that, it takes away RPI juice. So a team that's 108 on a statistical profile is actually pretty good. Now, hopefully they can get to the championship game in the Caymans and play against Cincinnati. Cincinnati is, let me go to uh, Ken Palms here, Cincinnati is 12th. Iowa really needs that game, and they really need to win it. Uh, but they need it. I mean, winning it's not crucial, but they just need it for their overall RPI profile. Now then, um, after the Caymans games, you have Virginia Tech on the road, and they're ranked 53rd. That would be a fantastic yes. win if yes. you can get that. And they're they're a good team, actually. they got really good guards, which is a concern. And then, you know, you get Penn State on December 2nd, which is 45th, Indiana, which is 79th. And, oh, my gosh, did they get buried by Indiana State the other night. That was insane. And Iowa State's 44th before you play a team called Southern on December 10th, who's ranked. <laughs> Southern three- what? Southern, can you give me a state or yeah. a country or anything? Southern suck. Uh, <laughs> 332nd. Then you get Drake and Des Moines in their 223rd before uh, you round out your non-conference with Southern Utah at 333. So Iowa has one, two, three, four, f- five games against teams ranked 332nd or worse. That means they play five of the 19 worst teams in college basketball in their non-conference when you have a chance to choose who you play. You, you can't make this up, John. And you're not – this isn't John being mean or everything. We want to make the NCAA tournament. In order to do that, you have to have wins. If you're going to have losses against crap, crap teams – John, you can, like you're saying, you can have losses against crap teams, 
but they can't be where you're pointing out where they are. That can't happen. That doesn't happen anymore. And that's why a lot of these national guys, John, are pointing out the fact that you and I, okay, we think we're good. We think we're going to make the NCAA tournament. And they're sitting here and saying they don't have the knowledge that we do. Okay, I'm not saying I'm an expert on Iowa or anything. You are. I'll just I, – I love me some Iowa basketball. But those guys are looking at Iowa basketball and going, yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty darn good. You know what? I think I got them in the NCAA tournament. And then they're looking at our schedule and saying, nope, not going to happen. Look at the schedule. And you've been saying it for a long time. Trent's been saying it for a long time. I've been saying it for a long time. They need to get, and from what I understand, the SEC people out there now have analytics guys that are actually putting that out there. Have you heard about that, John? They're putting – they're like – have hired analytics guys in basketball to figure out how to schedule. I'm cool with that. I don't know if you were an analytics guy back in the day. I am now, and I have been for a long time. I'm not about everything, but what do you think about that SEC basketball hiring analytics guys in pre pre-conference, non-conference stuff? Well, yeah. I mean, I think it certainly helps. And one of the things, I think that this is really going to be the last time that we're going to have this discussion because the Big Ten is going to 20-game schedule next year. So you've got, you know, yeah, you, you're, Iowa's worst RPI game in, in conference play is 145, and that's Rutgers. And, and So that takes care. So 20 out of your 31 games are going to be solid RPI profile opponents, 10 at home, 10 away. Then you have Iowa State every year. Then you mm-hmm. have the ACC Big Ten Challenge every year. Iowa still has three more games remaining between now and 2022 in the Gavit games against Big East teams. Um, you're going to play UNI or Drake every other year. Frankly, I think Iowa should go to UNI and Drake and say, hey, listen, you can play us in Iowa City every year. We'll pay you the money that you made from playing the Big Four Classic in Des Moines, but you're playing us and we're not coming to your gym. Okay, I hope people hear what you're saying. Play you and I and Drake every year. We're not coming to you and I, John. No. no. Sorry to be a snobby jerk. Maybe I'm a snobby jerk. I'm not. I love you and I. I love Drake. We're not coming there. You come to our place, right? Is that fair? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. And so Iowa's going to have like 24 of their 30, 24, 25 of their 31 games are going to be against solid RPI teams. So you just need to not play the armpit states <laughs> in the other ones. You know, Enough play, about Alabama State. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so that that, that is something that, that, that could come back to haunt this team because I, I still think that they're they're one guard short. But let's um Oh, can I go there real quick? Yeah, so let's start there. Transition. Go ahead. I wanna I'll throw it out there for you and I don't have to go there. Well, actually, if you don't mind, I, w- I want to go there. Moss, okay? Haven't always been huge on him. And I'm going to say this, and, John, I hate when people do this. So I'm just going to do this, and I hate when people do this. Compare players to other players because you can't. You always lose. When I do this, I'm going to lose. You know who I'm going to compare Moss to? Not a white guy. It's not a white guy. It's a black guy. It has to be because that's the rule. White compared to white, black compared to black. But go ahead. All right, Troy Skinner. (laughs) 
Oh, you got me there. That was great. Thank you. That's yeah. not where I was going. Okay. It is a black guy. You made me feel bad for doing that. Okay. So I'm going to try. I'm going to compare Moss to a black guy. Now you made me feel bad. No, I shouldn't. I, mean, uh, I, I, I No, I totally want to break down his game with do, Troy Skinner. Just, just, just do it. I mean, you don't have to feel bad. It's just, it's a little inside joke Dace and I have had for a decade. You know that. I totally know that. I know you're joking. So who do you, who, who do you compare? Who, all who right, I got a little, okay, again, a little, small. He's not going to make the NBA, but I'm, I'm talking in the smallest of smallest percentage of what I see with Moss. He's got some D-Wade, some Dwayne yes, Wade. I can see it. I can see it, for sure. Going to the basket, John Miller. Falling to the ground, like laying it up, somehow making it with his back. He's like just going crazy and falling to the ground, getting hurt. Um, he doesn't really have the three-point game, although I don't think his percentage he, is his that shot, bad. His shot, his shot looks that good. Up. His shot looks good. Yeah, but he's got that like 17-foot range bleep that nobody has. All right, I said it. Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade-esque or Troy Skinner-esque, whichever you prefer. Yeah, just which, whichever, you know. Racially profiled comparison you like? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm gonna look. I'm looking up Dwayne Wade's college stats here real quick. He he was. Oh, only, I can't go his college stats at Marquette. Well, no, I mean he, kicked he was only there. there. Yeah, he was only there for two years. I was just I was just more curious about his three point percentage. Okay, here we go. Um, he he was thirty four point six percent as a freshman and thirty one point eight percent as a sophomore before coming out. So I, I the thing that I've noticed. So far in these two games with, or uh, uh, the yeah the two games with Moss, is his shot, his stroke. He's very confident in it, and it looks repeatable. And you know I'm big on that. Like that's why I thought Peter uh, Peter Jock. I mean this guy's the best pure shooter that I'd seen at Iowa because his shot was the same every time, catch and shoot, same arm slot, same release point. And I've noticed that for Moss in these first two games. And so I, I'm I'm with you. You know it's it. I agree. Yeah, we're not saying that he's going to be Dwayne Wade. Please, please profess that I am not. Saying no, I know that. Wade. But, but you, you know, know that, right? You see a little bit of his, like, like I'm just saying, his Gomer game is D Wade. He's got a little bit of that playground game. That's what I'm talking about. Please, I can't put it into words like you can. I am not calling him D Wade by any means. I'm just saying he has a D Wade type game. Well, I was I was ready to like to just come up be and be snarky with whomever you said. Just just for the <laughs> sake of doing that. But yeah. right when you said Dwayne Wade, if you know if you go back and listen to this, I had no hesitation because instantly when you said that it locked in. It and Last year, the thing that excited us about Isaiah Moss was his control and ability to finish and transition. I mean, it was, I mean, the dude had amazing body control and he was Iowa's best guy at knifing to the basket in transition. And then hitting the ground like he's going to, like, get hurt every time, just like D Wade. Yeah, I don't like that part, but the, the jump shot this year is, I think, pretty. Um, it's pretty exciting to see. So we'll see how it develops from here. But I still think I, I'm not saying when I say they're a guard short, that's not to disparage who they have. It, mm-hmm. I, I mean they're a guard, they're a guard short. They need Joe Wieskamp right now. Um, they they need a true backup point guard actually probably more so than anything else right now. 
they don't have it, and it is going to be what it's going to be. And they can ill afford any injuries there. And, you know, uh, Connor McCaffrey's missed the first two games with an ankle injury, but it sounds like he'll be back on Thursday night uh, against that, you know, stalwart team, whatever they were, that I've already forgotten. So bad. <laughs> um, what, can I bring up one thing to you, John? Yeah, but don't, what do you, don't keep saying one thing because you're going to bring up 100 things. And that's, that's true. Well, I, I have to plug in my charger here pretty quick. Are we going to go off the air? I got like uh, five. Yeah. Well, anyway, if, if if you have a charger, go plug it into the wall, and you can sit down by it, right? I'm, do, I'm afraid we we like to blab. Well, so. well yeah. Why don't, why don't, if you want to go find your charger, I can talk. Oh, your... it's right here. I mean, it, it will take five seconds. Okay. Well, then go ahead and do it. Um, How is that bacon? Yeah, I'm going. I, I was going to go to Luca, but if you were wanting to go and stay in the guard court, we certainly can. I mean, Jordan Bohannon today played 18 minutes. You know, six assists. One turnover. I mean, he 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 looks a lot quicker to me in the first two games than he did a year mm-hmm. ago. His shot, he shoots the ball like a guy who literally thinks every single time he shoots it, it's going to go in. And did you see in the first game? Uh, Are you talking Luke Luca Garza? No, 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 no. I'm talking Bohannon. I stayed with, I stayed with the guard court. Um, gotcha. And the first game, there was a foul called. Bohannon had the ball about 45 feet away from the basket, <laughs> and he shot it, and it went <laughs> and it went in. Um, he's like, you know, he, he loves to, he, he, he just looks like a guy that thinks every time he's, he's going to shoot, it, it's going to go in. Now he attacked the basket today, tried a little teardrop, um, drew the foul. And I, I know that he's been working on that type of move, that penetration and, and shot this year. Um, you know, I, I think that he has a chance. I think he's got a chance to approach a hundred three pointers made this year. Um. Now they know about him, though, right, John? They do. They now know about him. They do, but guess what? Um, what are you gonna do when I was running six eleven, brother? Six eleven and six eight at you. Uh, this is a good time to transition, and we can circle back to Bohannon because I think it's all gonna be uh, relative. Have you noticed how well Luca Garza and Tyler Cook play together in just two games? Okay, I can't remember if I even brought that up before you decided to switch topics or I deci- decided the bigs like to pass to each other down low. Yes. I'm not sure if anybody's noticing that. That's what I I'm haven't saying. Message boards, I haven't maybe, I don't know, maybe you've talked about it, maybe whoever on the radio has talked about it. I haven't seen it, and that is cool. Bigs actually passing down low, you don't even freaking see that in the NBA, John. Well, you, you 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 see it at Kansas a lot with that high low action, and, and the Bulls used to do it with their triangle action. But I, I, we saw it in the first. And that was what year, John? Uh, that was a long time ago. It was back when I had hair. Ninety <laughs> what? Yeah, it's back when they played real basketball in the NBA. Oh, uh, for crying out yeah, because you hate three pointers because that's boring. But the, Tyler Cook on the on the you know the high post uh, catches it, twists, turns, goes down to the block to Garza. Or, you know, yes. whoever else you want to have at the other position, whether it's Bear when he returns or it's Nungy or it's Creener or it's Pencil or it's whomever the heck they put in. They, and they have just waves and waves of players. So how are you going to defend the bigs that Iowa can throw at you? What are you likely to do? You're likely to play zone, right? I think Iowa's going to see a lot of zone this year. And when you play zone, well... What are you gonna do about Bohannon? You gonna play a little good point. You gonna play a little. I like. Gonna, I like that. You gonna play a little junk 
boxing one, triangle and two. I mean, what are you, you going to do? So that'll be in-game chess matches going on. Because if you do play zone and you do overplay Bohannon, Cook's going to flash high. He's going to catch the ball about the free throw line. He's instantly coached then to do one of two things. One of three things, actually. Kick it back to the guy that passed it to him. If his defender crashes on him, that gives you an open shot. Instantly turn to the opposite side of the zone, to the opposite wing for Moss over there. Or pivot, face the backboard, and look at the two other big men that should be crashing down to the box. Okay, and let me ask you this. So a lot of people have not seen this game, John, right? Uh, a lot of judging by my Twitter timeline of people pissed off about these games on BTN, yes. BTN Plus, yes. They try, They tried to watch this, so and I was like, let's do a podcast. You want to do a podcast, so let's do a podcast. I wanted to do it. and But what was Cook doing way too much? I'm not going to put you on the spot. What was him dribbling trying to shoot the outside shot too much? That well, was ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that this was just a game where – they were up so much. He knows he's not going to probably get in trouble for doing that. And actually, in a game like this, Fran's probably like, okay, I've seen you do it in practice. Go ahead and try it. Yeah, you don't want to see Tyler Cook shooting 18, 19-footers. Uh, and, and no offense. And no, he did, I think, make one out of the three. But I don't want that. Do no, you? He's no. got explosiveness. Down low. He, Let's he get you down low. You know, we talk often about players making the big jump from year one to year two in sports. And... I mentioned Bohannon, who to me looks quicker, maybe, maybe because because they're playing against Armpit State. But I, Cook, <laughs> Cook, and, and we heard the Iowa yeah. players saying this on Media Day. Cook looks like he took some type of a- athleticism injection. Not that he was unathletic last year, because he wasn't. But dude is just attacking the rim with bad intentions this year already. Yeah, he looks like he's on PEDs, and I know you're joking. I know you're joking. I don't mean that, but he looks like like the explosiveness when he gets a rebound. He goes up there and just dunks it with his left hand because he's a righty, right? But he dunks with his left. Isn't that what, yes. what Mac was saying? Yes. I, I, th- I believe that's true. That is that is so weird. That's like LeBron-esque. That's like all the greats in the game that have like lefty-righty stuff. I believe he dunks he dunks hard with his left, shoots with his right, but we'll see what he's got. I mean, if he can his free throws his shot looks better, it does. Is it ever going to be good enough? I'm not sure. What do you consider good enough? Yeah, I don't think that he needs it. He just doesn't need to do it. He he needs to live in the paint and he needs to live I mean, he actually, you know, when when he gets these slow-footed concrete shoe four on, fours on him, he needs to attack them because then he's going to draw attention. Everybody knows about Tyler Cook. They don't know about Luka Garza yet. And Luka Garza's body control on the offensive end and his fearlessness to shoot and drive and his ability to do so while not looking like most freshman centers that are just big galoots and are still growing into their shoes. I mean, his... He has he is he is incredibly advanced. And after watching the you know the the Germany game this summer and some prime time <laughs> league highlights, I tweeted out I don't know it might have been in August or, or July that I, I felt that he had a chance to be the the most offensively advanced freshman center Iowa's had since you know Guy Rucker 
and maybe even going back to Michael Payne. And I want to I want to let now, you go on now. Now I'm and certain. Let me of it. go on defense. Now what, I'm Why do you like him on offense? And then let me go on defense, please. He catches the ball. He's got good hands. Um, he there was a time in this game there was a missed free throw for uh, Iowa shot and missed a free throw, and he and Cook run the floor at the same time. Cook and Garza both went for the rebound. Luca noticed that Cook was going to get the loose ball rebound, and Luca mm-hmm. immediately posted up on the block. He knows where his bread is buttered, and he gets that ball down there. And if he's in a one-on-one situation. He goes to work. He has great understanding of how to use the pivot foot at an early age. Kevin McHale uh, would approve of the way he's using that pivot foot. And he's also got a turnaround 10 to 12 foot uh, pop jumper. I mean, he has a pretty damn impressive repertoire. Everything except for his jumping ability, which is going to get him in trouble in the Big Ten. Okay, and, and I'm interested in your opinion because I don't have an opinion. You and I both stuck up for Woody for a long time. No jumping ability. I brought on, you know, last week or two weeks ago. I've been talking about it on radio. I've been talking about it on Twitter. He has no jumping ability. He has concrete in his shoes. Luca Garza. So everybody that is listening now, please get over it. It's done. Watch what he actually does. Right, John? Pretty much, that's it. He had two blocks. He doesn't have to jump to effect shots the way that Woody did it. And we all saw the impact of life without Woody on the defensive end last year. Luca is going to help in that regard. And Luca had 13 rebounds in 19 minutes, eight of them on the defensive end. So, dude's seven foot, and I know you love wingspan. I bet his wingspan's <laughs> probably seven two or seven three. John, John, you're very smart at business. Can we get a wingspan website going? <laughs> I want to know your boy Nungie's wingspan. I want to know Garza's wingspan. They were talking about that today. And let me get into Garza's defense today. You see, he looks exactly like Woody. Do you see him calling out? Yes. Get over there. Get over there. Pointing over here. Yes. Moving. It's it's brilliant. And nobody is going to notice that. And they're going to bring up. You watch again the fact, did you see him come down the lane where he got a pass? And the guy said, wow, he should have gone up stronger there and dunked. Sorry, <laughs> it's not happening. It's, it's, it, we're li- reliving this again, John. Well, we're reliving this whole crap again. And this guy is a stud. I love him. DC player of the year. I don't know if you played basketball or how much or, or sixth grade, fourth grade, eighth grade, AAU, but DC basketball? Let me tell you something. That's those guys are studs, and I played it like AAU, like seventh grade, I believe. And those guys were looking at it, and they won both seventh and eighth grade, and it was embarrassing. It was like you're looking at these guys, and they're jumping over people. It's like if you win Gatorade Basketball Player of the Year, like uh, like he did, like Garza did. You got something, and he's got fundamentals, and everybody's going to crap on him again, John, about not being able to come down the lane. Watch that again. He didn't dunk. Oh, you got to go to stronger. No, he doesn't have it. Sorry. Yeah, I I agree with you. I I don't know that people are going to be near as critical of him as they were of Woodbury. 
because Luca has an offensive repertoire as a freshman that okay. that Woody I don't know ever really had, and neither of us is criticism. I mean, Adam Woodbury played a great role. If Iowa would have had Adam Woodbury on the team last year, they would have made the NCAA tournament probably as a seven or eight seed even. Okay, so everybody knows John. John loved Woody. I loved Woody. Well, we appreciated so, so what he, we appreciated what he did, and everybody else seemed to focus on what he wasn't. Yeah, I agree with that. So, yeah, so, great so, in a big puzzle piece. No question. Yeah, no doubt. Garza, 11 points, 13 boards, 2 blocks, 19 minutes. What Luca did in the summer and what he did overseas, he continues to do two games in. Now, in the Big Ten, I mean, there's some people that have said they think he's going to average 10 and 6. I don't think he's going to average nah. 10 and 6 in the Big Ten. I think it'll be more like, you know, 7 and 4. But he's going to play a presence on defense. It just doesn't show up in, in the stat sheet. I actually think once we get to the Big Ten, Nunji might have a little bit more impact because his ability, because he can play the three, and he's a big-time mismatch as the, on the three. Remember when Iowa would post up Jared Utoff? That's what they're going to need to, to do more for Nunji. No, I don't, actually. They, they would do that. They would post up Jared Utoff. Okay, I'll go back and look at the I mean, but, but not but, but, point guards on him. But not enough. Clearly, I, I would say that's one thing in the Fran area that I wish they'd do more of, and that's isolate mismatches when they're out there on the floor and force the opposing coach to get out of something he wants to be in for reasons he wants to be in and make them pay for that. And this Iowa team certainly can. So we, we've talked about Garza. We've talked about Cook. Uh, Nunji today you know, wasn't a, a big day. He had a, a good first game. Guy can hit the three. He can do a lot of things for you. He came... Cl- Slicing down the lane as a trailer on a fast break in the first game, made a little finger roll. <laughs> made a little finger roll like the Sleeta used to do. Um, so, <laughs> you know when I know John Miller says something cool. My, I saw my dad yesterday. He was bringing up uh, Nunji. He's like he loves Nunji like you, his wingspan and all that stuff. And I said he didn't really have a good um, overseas. Uh, no, really, didn't tournament. He didn't really. He had a great PTL. But he did not have that, and boy, my dad loves him like you, man. You love that guy, and I do too. He's yeah, great. he is. He's just so skilled. And if I'm an Indiana fan or a Purdue fan, for that matter, I'm like, man, I, we could we could have used one of those. Could have used that guy. The black and gold unites us all. But then what? Kevin, the flag guy from Heartland Flags here. If you're listening to this podcast, you bleed black and gold. But what comes after the Hawks? For me, it's the Cincinnati Reds and Cincinnati Bengals. Nope, can't explain it. What about you? Packers and Wizards? Pelicans and Sharks? NASCAR and the Jags? Bulls, Bucks, and Chargers? Whatever flag you want, we've got it. Jump online to heartlandflags.com and shop our huge inventory of sports teams' flags. You won't find a better selection or better prices anywhere. Guaranteed. And to top it off, free shipping on all purchases at heartlandflags.com. Oh, and that Iowa flag you've been flying since the Hawks last went to the Orange Bowl? Time to step up and freshen up with a new design. Check out our Hawkeye selection when you're shopping for your other favorite team flags at heartlandflags.com, where you'll never pay for shipping. Uh, especially Indiana getting smoked by Indiana State the other night. Over 90 points. Was 90 points? 90 to 68 or something <laughs> like that? 90 to 67? In Doesn't our, make me cry. You know, Doesn't in, make me cry. In Archie Miller's debut, it was great. Uh, Ahmad Wagner hits a three in this game. He played 13. No starter played more than 19 minutes. Daly, Nunji, Ellingson, 
played 20. Pemsel made played 24, and he had 15 points. Pemsel moves really well. I mean, they just bring wave after wave of player off the bench. Brady Ellingson uh, was three of five in this game from three point range. You know, I love Creener too. I I, just, I, I don't know how. Fran's going to do this, and that's just – I don't know how he's going to he, play all can I say? Guys. Can I be controversial here? Sure. And I, it's not me being controversial. Creener probably should transfer. I mean, he's skilled. I in, think he's that good. Yeah. I think he had, he can make money playing basketball. Oh, I think I in, the, in, the, in Europe he, he's at, he actually will probably do quite well there. Based upon his skill set, how's he getting minutes, John? Again, you're the man with this. I have no idea, and we've and I think I maybe have talked you into this. Maybe not. I don't know. We're, I want to talk Big Ten minutes. I don't care about when we do this thing in preseason. I just now came up with this, you know, within the last what two months, and I told you about that. I don't. You, we have to do Big Ten minutes, not overall minutes. I don't care about that. Big. 10 minutes. How many minutes is Creener getting? Maybe 10. Maybe. Um, I think. He, Do you get why I say that about the Big Ten versus. Well, you got to. You got to. Yeah, you got to cut your bench down. You got to cut your rotation down. Yeah. Fran yeah. probably won't, though. Um, he just. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's. it's, And I don't. I have no. I have no answer for him, John. Do you? For Creener? No, for freaking Fran. I have no answer for him. You, you know, right now, two games in, and uh, Yule doesn't – Yule just – he doesn't play much for me. Um, I mean, Macy Daly's going to get minutes just because there's so few guards. Brady Ellington will play probably 15 uh, minutes – Bohannon's probably going to go 32, 33. Isaiah mm-hmm. Moss is probably going to go, you know, 28 to 30. You know, how do you sit Tyler? How do you not play him at least 25? Garza probably at least 20. Because, um, I mean, remember the Haas kid last year for Purdue? Uh, I think he averaged. Yeah, he didn't play that many. He, averaged, he averaged 19. And, yeah. and he was really, really effective in his 19. And, and I could see that. I mean, I don't. I don't know that you want to get Garza up to north of twenty five. I don't know that that's going to be the best thing for him. Right. Bear can right. run. Bear can run all night, um, but there might be some games where, where Jack Nungy gets twenty five and Bear only gets you know thirteen, and then the next night it'll flip. Yeah, I, I just don't know how to do it. I mean, Pemsel, how Pemsel's a, a a good player. I, I don't Did know how it's going to happen. Some of those shots he's made, even when he's got fouled and they didn't count. That soft touch where he's like yeah. falling aside and stuff like that. Nobody even talks about Pemsel. And and I'm telling you right now, my pinky finger, my left pinky finger hurts. Why does that hurt? I didn't what do you, what do you call that in psychology? My left pinky finger hurts because I love that dude. <laughs> I don't know what you call it in psychology. Iowa with uh, 1.296 points per possession on the day. For those of you not into advanced statistics, that's really good. Defensively, um, Iowa allowing 0.817 points per possession. That's also very good when you uh, look at the analytics. I'm trying to look for possession. And by the way, I was going with the, with the piggy figure. I was going with Bear. I'm not sure if you got that he, with his, with his piggy figure. I missed you know, that. I miss it. Dude, I'm, you're too cerebral sometimes for me. I, no, I feel for that dude because I love him. 
I just love that guy and everything he does coming in as a walk-on and you just have to love that guy so i just that's why i was that's i didn't think you got where i was going with that my left pinky finger hurts for bear gotcha and, gotcha. and i'm not sure what the psychology term for that is you're smarter than i am but man when that guy comes back he'll be a three but then you're gonna lose your dude nunge Dude, I don't know when to stop. You just stop this sucker when we got because we could go on till like Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. I don't know. Let's dive into some not not like Pomeroy statistics yet, but Iowa's average height third in college basketball. Sorry, right, stop that crap. All right, John. What do you mean stop that crap? You don't like that? It height doesn't give a. Di- it doesn't matter if you're nine feet tall if you have a – we've learned this with Woody, right? Oh, okay. Duke's number two. Kentucky's number four. UCLA's five. Those guys seem to like to recruit height. Uh, uh, that's a little uh, – come on now. It's It doesn't – you can't block a shot with your forehead. Okay, it has to be wingspan. Wingspan is the thing. And you could sit yeah. there and go – well, Duke in North Carolina. Yes, I understand that, and maybe I look bad. But you don't block shots with your forehead. You block shots with wingspan. You got a five head, you can block a shot. <laughs> yeah, you can, and I got one of those. <laughs> Mine's four and a half, and it's going on five. <laughs> um, they, you know, he does not have wingspan. I'm just looking over here the the combined box score from the first two games. Garza's your leading score, and this means crap. But it's, dude, I've been tearing apart box scores. Since like 1980, my mom has an album collection at home. It's not like she collects them. She just has her old albums. So back in the day when I was a kid and I was superstitious back then, I would draw out a box score every game before Iowa played. I would draw it out. I would get a ruler out. I'd create columns so I could make tally marks like keeping a score in baseball. And I I always used one specific of her albums as the hard surface that I would have underneath my paper. Uh, and I people, and it was a Crystal Gale album. No no reason to rhyme, but I used it once so I used it every time after then. And whenever I go home sometimes I'll pull that album cover out and I'll tilt it to the light. Okay? So I can still see and read the indentations that young John drew on that back in like eighty one and eighty two. Uh, and, it, and you and you can see Stokes, Arnold, Carfino, not, you Hanson. Swear, swear I, I promise you. I promise you. I, I, yeah, we we don't swear. I know you don't like to swear, but you. I that promise. is so cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I mean, this isn't life and death. This is sports. This is fun. This is mom and dad and kids and making connections. That is. I want to see that. I, so I, you cool. know what? Next time I go home, I'm going to take it. And I'm gonna bring it, and I'm gonna, I'll have it in my little office. By the way, I'm not calling you a liar. I'm no, just, no, I'm dead I think serious. That is so I'm dead, cool. Dead that serious. is so cool. So my point on that is, I've, you know, I lo- I've been breaking down box scores since before I could even watch games. I mean, we'd get the afternoon press citizen, and I'd see the box scores from the day before, and I'd just go read the Royals games and recreate the game in my head. So I love staring at box scores, even if it's. Two games into a season against Armpit State and Armpit Junior. Luke is leading at 13.5. Moss is averaging 13. Cook at 11. Macy Daly at 10.5. Cordell Pemsel at 10. Ellingson at 9. 
Bohannon at eight and a half. That's that's pretty fun stuff. Three point field goal shooting thus far this year for Iowa, hitting forty five point one percent. Probably getting some open looks. Uh, free throws, oof, five fifty nine, bro. Five fifty nine. That and that 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 RPI. Don, you and I could go out there and do that. Now I, could I? I, I not with I my left hand. I could. Not with my left hand. With my right hand, I could do that easily. No problem. That's in eight, pathetic. In eighth grade, I bro- in eighth grade I broke Marv Cook's eighth grade record for free throw attempts in the season at West Branch uh, Junior High. Uh, but I think I hit like fifty percent of them. I was never a good free throw shooter. fifty <laughs> percent. <laughs> All right, Shaq. Lucas averaged nine boards a game, bro. It's not bad. He's got five blocks in two games. Uh, Jack Nunji has three in two games, so I like that. But, yeah, 45% from three, so that really helps your effective field goal percentage. Iowa hitting 52.5% uh, from the floor overall. So, you know, it's probably a little too early to start diving into that stuff. And, uh, we're I think about, so. I yeah, think it might be. Probably. <laughs> Two game, two games. Uh, sample size. I think. I think we're a little too early. Not a little too early. We're a lot too early. But this is what makes it fun. I know you've been doing this for a long time. Whether you consider yourself a journalist or a fan no. with a mic, whatever. Fan with the mic. I, you know, I consider this fun. And you know what? I like getting pumped or pissed or I don't like calling for people's heads. Like I saw you on Twitter getting after some people. I don't get that either. That's ridiculous. But it is fun to just – I mean, we're going to have some ups and downs, Johns. We're going to – we're going to – as fans, we're going to do that. But calling for people's heads and calling for kids' heads and blah, 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 you know, that's that goes a little too far. But You know, the it, last it, 40 minutes I hadn't even thought about Wisconsin until you just brought it up. Thanks. <laughs> well, we're going to beat them this year, yay. I was talking, talking about football, so um, that'll do it. I think I'm done. You got anything else? I think that's it, but it's going to be fun to be uh, Wisconsin basketball this year. And uh, I want you on the record next week or the week after or whatever we do this again. Um, will we finish ahead of Wisconsin? Um, yes. In the big. T- oh, you're already giving it to me. Yeah. Just send it in, Jerome. That's that's yes. OK. All right. Gun to your head or you, is it no, just no, happy, John? No. Is this just happy I'm mad at Licorice. Wisconsin yesterday for six? I, okay, listen to this real quick, John. Sixty. We had 66 no. yards last year. What no. did we have last year? Listen, this is how down I was, John. I tried to open a can of creamed corn with a new, um, what do you call it? Can no. opener? Yeah. Couldn't do it. That's how distressed I was. I took not no, I didn't say I didn't take one minute. I took four to five minutes to try to figure out this manual held, open this canned creamed corn. Couldn't do it. That's how dumb I am, and that's how bad a day I had yesterday. Today was a good day. I don't care who we beat. You know, comparative scores, Iowa beat uh Chicago State 95-62 in the opener. Purdue just beat them 111-42. to So if you're into that sort of thing. I'm not. That You know that doesn't work, John. Transitive property? No, it doesn't work. You've been using that for years, my man. That does not work. All right. That ought to do it then. <laughs> I, need to go, I need to go get some water before uh, Dace and I do this in about 
three and a half hours oh, to talk freaking football. Put knife. Hang in up my with eyes. my idiot bleep, would you please? No, I, I much prefer talking about basketball than the football podcast tonight. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, that'll do it. Thank you to Heartland Flagpoles and Flags and to Exile Brewing Company as well as the Iowa Pork Producers for your sponsorship of the podcast and you for listening to Wolfgang for taking part. We'll talk to you soon.